This is a Legacy of Laughs comedy from the golden age of radio, brought to you by RelicRadio.com. From Hollywood, the George Burns and Gracie Allen Show for Hormel and Spam. again. Fun and laughs with George and Gracie and a hint on how you can laugh at old man warm weather. Serve Spam and vegetable salad. There's a cool, inviting meal you can summon to your table at a moment's notice. A meal that gives the family plenty to eat. Easy? Sure. Just open a can of Spam, spelled S-P-A-M, slice and put on a plate with the salad. Those juicy, tender slices of Spam really make the meal. Spam is grand-tasting meat with a flavor that's downright good. So ask your food dealer for Spam. Serve it tomorrow. Try those easy recipes on the label. Then you can vacation from the kitchen and have a good laugh on old man warm weather. And now for the stars of our show, those two spambassadors of fun, George and Gracie. Thank you very much. Hello, Gracie. Hello, bud. Uh, what do you think of the hot weather we've been having? Oh, boy, I wish I knew how to keep cool. Oh, I know what we could do, bud. We can go down to the beach and sit in the sand, and I'll hold your hand, and you can hug me, and I can kiss you, oh, and then Gracie, you can Gracie, kiss... uh, will that cool us off? No, but we, we may as well enjoy the heat, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I think he knows what you mean, and Gracie, quiet about the heat. The tourists might be listening. Tourists? What's a tourist? What's a tourist? Yeah. Look, Gracie, let's say you leave the studio, you cross Hollywood and Vine, you get on a bus... Oh, it's impossible. What's impossible? To cross Hollywood and Vine. All right, forget Hollywood and Vine. You get on a train in Los Angeles and you travel and travel and travel and travel. What are you? Still in Los Angeles. Well, I'll try to explain what a tourist is again I'm in the Brown Derby eating What are you eating? A chicken sandwich White meat or dark meat? What's the difference? $3.20 Well, then I come out of the Brown Derby There are people waiting out there with paper and pencils Are they waiting for you? Yes What are they? Creditors (laughs) 
It's still very warm, and as a matter of fact, it's getting hotter, buddy. Well, George, if you're that warm, why don't you do what my brother does? What does he do? Well, he knows how to keep cool. He does? Yeah, every morning, every morning he spends two hours under a cold shower. He, uh, well, how does he stand that? He doesn't turn the water on. Which, uh, which, which brother is that? Well, that's the one who's smarter than I am. Oh, the, the half-wit, the tall one. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. The good-looking kid. Yeah. The golfer. Yeah. Yes. The one who got his head caught in the Frigidaire. <laughs> his head got caught in Frigidaire? Well, yeah, you see, he didn't believe the light went out when you closed the door. <laughs> well, of course, that's a nice way to keep cool. No, I don't think so. That's a crazy way. I bet it is. The best thing to do is what my daddy thought of yesterday. What's that? Well, he attached an electric fan to his nose. Attached an electric fan to his nose? Yes. Where's your daddy now? Flying over Kansas City. <laughs> I, uh... I, I really think I was better off with the tourists. What's the tourists? Quiet, quiet. Come in. Four years in Harvard, and all I do is open and close doors. Sound man, stop grumbling and open the door. I'll do it, but my heart isn't in it. Mr. Burns? Yeah? Yes. <laughs> Mr. Burns, you've got a wonderful program, and I think you're great. And I've come all the way from New York to Los Angeles to get your autograph. Well, you're just in time, mister. I've been trying to explain to Gracie what a tourist is. Now, if you came all the way from New York to Los Angeles and you want my autograph, what are you? Your brother Willie, remember? <laughs> well, just for that, go back to the hotel and take my suit off. Quickly. Mm. Sound man, these door slams that you give out each week are going to knock down the building. Mr. Burns, Bing Crosby says, boo 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 For that, he gets $10,000. Ted Lewis is everybody happy, $12,000. Jack Benny, terrific vocabulary. Instead of saying hello again, jello again, $20,000. I have translated into English the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics discovered on the tomb of King Herod III covering the period from the Second Dynasty through the Peloponnesian Wars. And this is what I do for a living. Wow. Well, all right, right after the broadcast, I'll give you a gold star and a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> and now the smoothies, Babs, Charlie, and Little are going to sing a very... Uh, Senor Burns, con permiso, quiero decir una cosa, por favor. Hey, guitar, a guitar player. Senor Lee, what is it now? There's one member in the orchestra who sings much better than the smoothies. He is the greatest singer in the country, but he is too modest to tell you. Who was that? Me. <laughs> You're the greatest singer in the country? You really think so? <laughs> so, so the smoothies will sing... Hey, per- George, I finally got it. Now, how could I have been so stupid? I know what a tourist is. Well, good, good. What is a tourist? Your brother Willie. Gracie, a tourist is a person who travels from place to place and never stops Oh, Eleanor Roosevelt <laughs> And now the smoothies will sing Okay, okay, Senor Lee, as long as you're such a good singer Come up here, I'd like to hear you sing Introduction, Artie Not in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not in the mood. 
Well, never mind. Artie, what are you going to play tonight? A little French number entitled Le Pleuvoir d'Avril. What does that mean in English? April showers. <laughs> Why did you say it in French? Well, Senor Lee doesn't like the number and he doesn't understand French. Why does a Senor Lee like April showers? Why, it's a beautiful number. Moon April showers. <laughs> well, come your way home. What's the matter? <laughs> Well, Artie, I suppose if Senor Lee doesn't like it, you'll have to play something else. Yep, tonight I'm going to play Temptation. Fine. Why he puts up with that Senor Lee is more than I can understand. See, George, you just don't understand the Latin people, that's all. But you do, huh? Well, I was in South America. I know exactly how they live. All night long, they sit under the moon and make love. And They, they sit ha- under the moon all night and make love? Yeah. What do they do in the daytime? Well, they sit under the sun and cool off. Artie, Temptation, please. Temptation by the number one band of the nation. It's pretty cute. 
And really, Artie, I've never heard you play that number. I've never heard you play that number so well before. That was right. Well, it's mighty yeah. nice of you to say that, George. I, I, I really mean it, Artie. Would you care to smoke a cigar with me? Oh, I'd love to. All right, I'll smoke it down here, and then you can have it. <laughs> Thanks, kid. Sir George, while I sure was doing his number, our costumes arrived for the kitty party. Oh, Gracie, are you and George going to a kitty party tonight? Mm-hmm. Look, Gracie, I'll go to the Coconut Grove because I love it. And I love Betty Duchin's music. But I'm not getting into that Lord Fauntleroy suit. Some fun I had at the last kitty party. I spent ten minutes bobbing for apples. And twenty minutes bobbing for your teeth. <laughs> that was a cute sight. All those grown-up movie stars with lollipops in their mouths. Well, all of them didn't have lollipops. No? Joey Brown had a chocolate-covered shovel. <laughs> Kitty parties. It's not bad enough that you have to go dressed up like five-year-old rollicking Rollo. You've got to entertain with the tiny tot stuff. After all, I'm not exactly five years old. You're not exactly ten. Certainly. Not exactly twenty. That's right. Not exactly forty. Quiet, quiet. <laughs> I can go on like this for years. But don't, don't, just don't. <laughs> but how old do I look to you? Well, roughly, George, your face looks about 30. There you are, Gracie. <laughs> but smooth it out, it looks at least 60. <laughs> oh, there you are, George. I'm not going to that kiddie party. They want you to entertain. What are you going to do, Gracie? Oh, I know a very cute story. It goes like this. Sorry. Once there was a nice little boy, and he saw a little angleworm who had nobody to play with. And the nice little boy felt so sorry for the little angleworm that he took out his penknife and he cut the little angleworm in half. And then he said, now little angleworm will have somebody to play with. (laughs) That's my story. Very cute, but you see, I don't know any stories. George, George, here's a little poem you can tell. Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown. See Dr. Cowan, credit dentist. (laughs) I'm uh, still not performing. Oh, George, look, here's one. Uh, Little Jack Horner sat in a corner eating a can of Spam. He stuck in his thumb and pulled out some meat, which is not only a pure pork product, but is a perfect blend of the choicest cuts. Pork shoulder, the juiciest, sweetest meat, combined with ham meat, well known for tenderness and flavor, and said, what a good boy am I. Well... not performing. Well, George, why don't you do a little poem like this? I don't want to hear it. Good. I always use a dial phone. With me, it never fails. I never get my number, but it manicures my nails. Gracie, I'm still not performing. Mr. Burns, if you'll allow a sound man. Allow it. Here is a simple little poem which I recited when I was six years old. Poem. Species aromatic rosa bacilli are red. Species genus Viola Septuri are blue. C2H4016 is a split carbohydrate. And so are you. Oh, that's beautiful. Why did you do that, John? You think I ought to do oh, that I one? Oh, I love that Still one. Still not performing. Uh, Senor Burns, I have a children's poem. Well, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. <laughs> I'm a little wildflower, growing wilder every hour. Nobody tries to cultivate me. Caramba, do I smell. Boys, look, I've got a TL for you. Forget the poems and I'm not going. Oh, but I've got a beautiful costume for you. A little short pants and a busted brown collar and a big bow and a little sailor hat. Oh, you look awfully cute. Dapper, huh? 
No, no, you're too old to wear that thing. Oh, well, I <laughs> And now the smoothies will sing Meet the Sun Halfway. I think maybe I sing now. Well, I think maybe I let you. And I hope you're in the mood. Introduction, Artie. Not in the mood. <laughs> Senor Lee, I don't think you ever sang in your life. Okay, Barbarita. I sang Carmen in South America. Well, I was there. Quiet. I can picture it now. There I am in the middle of the arena, the greatest singer in the world. Oh, dressed like a toreador. Thousands of people applauding. The lights dim down. I open my mouth. And the bull rushes out. Oh, <laughs> Smoothies, the song. Stop hiding behind a pillow. Whenever the dog looks Get up, come on, get out. And meet the sun halfway There may be a fortune waiting Or maybe an exit play Get up, come on, get out And meet the sun halfway Get into the tub As you begin to rub and scrub Give out with your version of the road to Mandalay Don't ever expect the right side Served up to you on a train Get up, come on, get out, you're late, and meet the sun halfway. You had a good night, you didn't count sheep, enough for that going back to sleep. Hey, sleepyhead, don't you know what you're missing? Hey, sleepyhead, life can really be gay, so gay, so stop hiding behind a pillow whenever dawn looks gray. Get up, get out, get on your way, and meet the sun halfway. There may be a fortune waiting, or maybe an ache to play. Get up, get out, and meet the sun halfway. Get into the tub, the tub, and start to rub and scrub. Why don't you give out with your version of the road to Mandalay? Don't ever expect the right side served up to you on a train. Why don't you get up, get out, and meet the sun halfway? Come on, get up, it's sunny outside. Get out of there, you're on the right side. You meet the sun halfway. Smoothies, you did a grand job. Oh, George, can I uh, take the microphone for a second here? Oh, I'm, sure, uh, I'm, I'm, excuse it? me, please. I've got a little problem here. See, platter, scatter, fatter. Gosh, gee, platter, chatter. My goodness, Bo, uh, what's the matter? Well, I've got another swell poem here, Gracie, except that I can't make the last line rhyme. Oh, well, I'm good at that. Give me the test and I'll do my best. Poem, you see? <laughs> it's very cute. <laughs> hey, go ahead. Um, uh, in the good old summertime, have something just right when you dine. You'll make a hit with spam on a platter. Well, that's where I'm stuck, Gracie. I, I need something to rhyme with platter. Well, that's easy, but listen. You'll make a hit with spam on a platter, for real, you know, there's nothing better. Nothing better. <laughs> <laughs> nothing better. Not bad, Gracie, and thanks. That's what I needed to get me started on a swell suggestion for a grand warm-weather meal, a spam summer platter. Open a can or two of Spam, S-P-A-M, slice and arrange around a large platter. Next, a circle of luscious sliced tomatoes, then a ring of your favorite cheese sliced. Decorate the platter with crisp celery, radishes, olives, and raw carrots. 
With potato salad, iced tea or coffee, and a simple dessert, you bring to your table a perfect summer meal. Just wait until Dad and the youngsters taste those juicy slices of Spam, delicious meat that, that pleases every appetite because Spam is meat with a hearty He-Man flavor. You'll like it, too, because Spam is so easy to use. Ready to eat just as it comes from the can, Spam is always handy because it keeps without refrigeration. Serve a Spam summer platter soon. Ask your food dealer for Spam when you shop tomorrow and try the easy recipes on the label. Then you'll discover that cold or hot, Spam hits the spot. Slice it, dice it, fry it, bake it, cold or hot, Spam hits the spot. Smoothies, that was really swell. That was See, George, a... I saw all the costumes for the kitty party tonight, and Georgia Jessel's wife's costume is the prettiest. It is, huh? Yes. Oh, it's very cute. She's going to wear a little bobby socks and a little baby bonnet and a little white play dress and a blue sash on it. Probably be very happy in a thing like that. Well, she should be. It was a wedding gown. <laughs> well... It's, uh, it's too bad, Gracie. I, I won't be able to see the dress. Why? We won't get there until after nine, and Mrs. Jessel will be home before that. Oh, doctor's orders? No, the curfew law. <laughs> curfew law? Yes. <laughs> What's that? Cur uh, it's a law that's just been passed in California. It's for the protection of juveniles. Who are they? Before you were 18, what were you? 17. According to the new curfew law, if you're under 18 and you're out after 9 o'clock, an officer comes up and serves you with a writ. Just me? No. If your brother is out, the officer comes up and serves him with a writ. And if his brother is out, he serves him with a writ. Now, do you know what it is? Yeah, the writ's brothers. <laughs> the only one who can explain a law like this to you, Gracie, is a jurist. But you don't even know what a jurist is. I do, too. What's a jurist? You cross Hollywood and Vine, you get in a bus, and you think it's your brother Willie, it turns out to be Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> Look, uh, curfew is a thing that's impossible to explain to an idiot. Mr. Burns, I think I can explain it to you. <laughs> well, thanks, sound man. Thanks, oodles. I'll admit I haven't had a college education, so no matter what you're explaining, you're wasting your time because I can't understand it. So go back to your door. Peasant. <laughs> That's what I do for a living. How did I get mixed up in a thing like this? No, well, none of this would have happened if you put on your kitty costume in the first place. All right, I'll go off stage and put it on right now. And I'll leave it to the rest of the cast and see if it doesn't look silly. All right, well, come right back. Yes, I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, but I wish you were going to the party. Yeah, so do I. It's going to be a swell party. Mickey Rooney is going to bring Ann Sheridan and Charles Boyer. <laughs> That's a funny thing. If Mickey Rooney is bringing Ann Sheridan with that new curfew law, Mickey will have to be home by 9 o'clock. Yeah, or else he'll be arrested for arson. Uh, arson? <laughs> Gracie, arson means burned up. Well, if you had to leave Ann Sheridan at 9 o'clock, you'd be burned up, too. <laughs> well, it sure is tough on these kids with these curfew officers, but, boy, I'd give anything to go to the party. Well, I've just got two tickets for the kiddie party. One is George's and one is mine. Oh, wait a minute. George is getting dressed up as a baby. We can phone the curfew officer. He'll take George home and put him to bed, and you and I can go to the party. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, why didn't I think of that? Oh, oh dear. Who, who knows the number of the curfew officer? Well, I think it's a rotten trick you're playing on as nice a fellow as George. The number is Gladstone 1131. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll go and call her. But now, don't forget, everybody, when George comes in, tell him how nice and young he looks. Okay. Uh-oh, here he comes. 
Here I am. Dad, 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 dad. Oh, how are you, little boy? Where's your mama? See, George, that's how young you look. I didn't know you. Oh, stop. Artie, how do you like me in my kitty costume? When I walked in, did you notice my rattle? Yeah, you ought to get your joints oiled. Just for that, I'll take my Shirley Temple doll and fracture your skull. That's a nice bow you've got on your hat, George. Thanks. <laughs> it's a nice bow. It's a nice bow you have in your legs. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah? Oh, but you shouldn't say things like that about George. Thanks, Chrissy. Legs like his are few and far between. <laughs> Uh, pardon me, but I got a call from a Mr. Heaston. Oh, so I guess you're the little girl, or boy. What a cute little boy, and what a cute outfit. How old are you? Uggle, glubble, glubble. My, you look older than that. All right, so I'm uggle, glubble, glubble and a half. A little five-year-old boy smoking cigars? Yes, and I dink, too. What? I dink. Oh, George, you can speak plainer than that. Well, come along with me, my little man. I can't. I died a dough to a party at the Coconut Dough. I'm the curfew officer. We're going to have a lot... Wait a minute, brother. I happen to be a very old man. Mister, did you ever see a five-year-old with a face like mine? Yeah, I came in second yesterday at Hollywood Park. <laughs> I don't know who framed this, but all I know is that I'm not going to any kiddie party. Here, Gracie, you can have the ticket. Oh, thanks. Oh, come on, curfew officer. We're going to a party. Well, Gracie, are you going out with that curfew officer? What about me? Well, you can go with him next week. I'll go to the party, Miss Allen, but I'll have to take you home by 9 o'clock. Oh, oh, I'm over 18. But I'm not. <laughs> That's fine. Artie, what does the senor want now? Now he's in the mood to sing. Well, all right. Come down here and sing. But is the audience in the mood? Audience, are you in the mood? <laughs> They're not in the mood. Well, all right, senor. Don't sing and don't bother me and don't come back next week. Senor Burns, that did it. Oh, you're going to quit. No, now I'm in the mood. Oh, sorry. Una vez más, te pido yo que me perdones. Te pido que no me abandones. Que hago sin ti. Una vez más, quiero besar tu linda boca. Ciego de amor y pasión loca Que siento por ti Yo tu belleza no la olvido Pues es difícil de olvidar Tu nombre siempre lo bendigo Aunque tú me hiciste un gran mal Te pido una vez más Quiero besar tu Linda boca, ciego de amor y pasión loca, que siento por ti. Ole, 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 
have asked me to suggest you try a Spam summer platter at your house real soon. You'll like the delicious, meaty flavor of Spam, the way it satisfies husky appetites. So just open a can of Spam, slice this grand-tasting meat, and let it headline a platter of tomatoes, cheese, crisp celery, and favorite summer fixins. That's the easy way to good, warm-weather meals. Ask for Spam, S-P-A-M, when you shop tomorrow. Try the simple recipes on the label. Thank you, Bud. Gracie, say goodnight. Oh, good night. Oh, say, George, Senor Lee's song made me feel so romantic. I feel like kissing somebody. Well, how about kissing me? Well, pucker up your lips. Well, they're pocket. Well? Uh, not in the mood. Uh, good night. <laughs> Listen in again next Monday night, same time, same station, for George Burns and Gracie Allen with Artie Shaw and his orchestra and the smoothies brought to you by Hormel and Spam. Until then, this is Bud Heaston reminding you to remember that cold or hot, Spam hits the spot. Good night. (laughs) 